Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Live podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this podcast, I want to talk about seven lessons that I think the financial markets can teach us about life and how life goes on. Now, I'm neither an accomplished investor nor a stock market trader, and I don't have a proven system for forex trading or spread betting. What strikes me, though, as I read about those who've mastered the markets is that the same principles of trading and investing seem to apply more generally to life as well. The traits that make a successful investor, discipline, tolerance for risk, good judgment, patience and a willingness to learn from mistakes, all seem to correlate with those that make for a successful life. If we can learn to apply these principles across our lives, not just as investors but as human beings, it seems to me that we stand the best chance of living a life that's rewarding, accomplished and fulfilling. Here's how I interpret some of the better known laws of investing and how they relate to daily life. Number one, past performance is not necessarily an indicator of the future. This statement, paraphrasing the universal health warning that features in the small print for many investments, actually applies to all aspects of life. Just because something has been effective in the past, or turned out in a certain way, it doesn't necessarily mean it will be so again in future. A business model that's been profitable for decades can be disrupted and overturned through technology and innovation almost overnight. A skill set that might at one stage have been a passport to riches can, over time, die out due to waning demand for it. Relationships can stagnate if we repeatedly have the same conversations, eat the same meals, go to the same places, and become complacent about showing our partner the affection and the love that they're due. An activity that once seemed exciting and stimulating can become boring and mundane if we end up trying to make a living from it. Many a good hobby has been ruined by trying to turn it into a job. Circumstances change and life changes. Causes and effects that were previously inextricably linked can gradually or suddenly cease to be so. In life, as in investing, we cannot get complacent and assume that just because something's worked previously, it will continue to do so in future. Great results aren't always repeatable through following the same formula. And conversely, just because life's been difficult for a while, we shouldn't assume that we're stuck in a rut forever. Good things come to an end, but so too do the bad things. Rule number two. You can recover from a crash if you're willing to learn from failures and keep on trying. The financial markets take a dive from time to time, but they invariably recover. Those who are driven out of investing by a crash and who refuse to get back in the game deny themselves the chance to recoup their losses. Whether the crash or failure in your life has manifested as a relationship breakup, a failed business venture, a lost job or a project that's gone awry, there's always hope to learn, to recover and to start again. To fail many times over doesn't preclude you from succeeding in the future. Any more than a single losing investment means that an investor won't eventually turn a profit. The key is to figure out why it failed and what went wrong, to learn from the analysis of that failure and to then move on forwards, 
intent on avoiding the same mistake in future. Rule number three, buy low, take opportunities when they present themselves. The best time to make an investment is when the prices are at their lowest. The best time to take on a new venture in life is when conditions are optimal. An acknowledged part of successful trading is effective risk management. If you're too risk averse and unwilling to take opportunities when they present themselves, then you're unlikely to achieve the results you desire. If you're not selective enough and deploy your resources without due consideration, then you're likely to lose as much, if not more, than you gain. The same is true in life. We have finite time, money, energy and attention to deploy in order to bring the desired results into our lives. Deciding where to apportion these is often the basis of risk or an interpretation of the opportunity cost. If, for example, I spend my time binge-watching Netflix, then I won't finish reading my book. If I spend my money on new clothes, I can't invest it. If I don't get enough sleep, I won't have the energy to work out. The right answers are usually self-evident, but we still need to train ourselves to take the right opportunities and to make the right choices when the opportunity's there. Rule number four, sell high. Make the most of the good times, but don't get greedy or complacent. One of the greatest skills of trading the markets is to know when to exit a position. The goal is to sell when the price is at its highest, but the discipline to do this is a rare skill indeed. Human nature and greed drive us to cling on for longer than we should in the vain belief that things will keep on rising and getting better. We don't want to miss out on the further upside. The same discipline is required in life too. We need to ensure we do everything possible to ride the crest of opportunities, to maximise our gains from life, without getting complacent in believing that the conditions will always be favourable. When we feel that money is abundant, we need to have the discipline to save some of it for times of scarcity. We may abuse the good nature of our partner in the vain belief they'll always put up with us, no matter what we do. We believe that we don't need to invest in ourselves to learn and develop new skills, believing we'll always be at the top of our game and in demand. We cannot become complacent or allow ourselves to believe that things will always be this way. Sooner or later, things will peak and then they'll decline again. It takes discipline to continually seek to do the right thing and prepare for times of adversity, even when things are going our way. Number five, accept that the market moves in cycles, and so does life. Over any period of time, the financial markets oscillate between rising and falling. Nothing remains constant for long. In the longer term, the overall trend is usually upwards, and the same is generally true in life. Things move in cycles, and life's a constant process of movement between order and chaos. As we progress through life, we push ourselves there, and we push ourselves. There will be ups and downs, and we've got to accept the lows and have, to, and have them to appreciate the highs. It's simply part of the process. Number six. Don't get distracted looking for the next big thing. We'd all like to be able to pick out the rising stars that make enormous returns on the money invested overnight. Those who've made true and enduring wealth though through the financial markets know that such investments are rare and not easy to just pick out. Established investors trust in the slow and steady performing businesses and the index funds that show consistent and steady growth over time. Interest and returns compound and wealth steadily builds. The same is true in life. 
In life, we waste time looking for the hacks and shortcuts that will speed up the results and give us what we want in double quick time. Instead of fixating upon speed, we'd be better to show up to our endeavours consistently, with ongoing and wholehearted effort, and to trust in the passage of time to deliver the results and the successes we crave. Mastery of a given subject, a stable and thriving business, a happy and loving relationship, and a gym-fit body, each of those takes time to build and to maintain. There are no real shortcuts. Achievement comes with consistent and persistent effort expended over time. Not through the next big thing. Number seven, you've got to be in it to win it. If you shy away from taking a position in the financial markets out of fear, reticence or apathy, you're going to be marginalised and you're going to miss out. If you aren't part of the action and are merely looking on from the sidelines, you may feel smug when the markets are in turmoil and everyone is reeling from their losses. But you also won't share in the excitement and the satisfaction when things are booming and those who took a chance on the markets are counting their profits. This is also true for life. Many hedge their bets and avoid doing anything too risky, usually out of fear of failure. They'll spend their lives dreaming of what could be without ever taking the bold first step towards bringing their dreams to life. In taking the safe course of action, they don't give themselves the opportunity to succeed, to achieve or to grow. Certainly things will go wrong from time to time in any endeavour, but if you don't try anything, you'll never know what you could have achieved. So to sum up, successful traders seem to have much in common with those who succeed in any other area of life. They're comfortable with risk. They learn from failure and loss rather than being discouraged by them. They possess the discipline to commit to and follow through on a course of action. And they're able to live with uncertainty. Working to develop or strengthen these traits may be a good place to start, whether you're looking to master the markets or master your life. It may just pay the dividends you seek in your future if you do so. I hope that analogy has helped you to think a little bit more about how your life and how you can achieve things may resemble the way that things happen in the financial markets and in terms of your investments. I hope you found it interesting, and if you know someone who might benefit from it, I hope you'll share this with them. In the meantime, this is Toby Hazelwood from Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.